I've been having life-changing results since I learned how to get offended. Now when people don't see things the way that I see them, I just get offended. And it teaches them how not to see things from their point of view. I'm offended that you would think you have the right to post that to your Facebook account. People have every right to see things from their perspective. As long as their perspective is the same as my perspective. Here's a water for you. I don't drink out of plastic. Why would you not know that? People who don't get offended are insecure, take no self-responsibility, and have no sense of purpose in life. I pray for them. JP, I don't even know why you're offended. I'm offended that you don't know how you offended me. JP, I wanted to uh, thank you and show my gift of appreciation by giving you my book, because I know you, you need it, right? You're just assuming that I know how to read? There's three easy steps to getting offended by anything. Step one, listen to what someone says and then selflessly make it all about you by taking it personally, even if it has nothing to do with you. I really want you to have a great life. You're assuming my life isn't good enough the way it is? How dare you? Step two, you want to create a large amount of tension inside your body. You really want to concentrate on bringing the tension to your stomach, your chest, and your face. How are you doing today, JP? I'm offended that you would have to ask. Step three, now project outrage onto the other person. This will make it seem like you're getting rid of the tension inside your body, but it actually drives it down deeper inside you. And because it stays there, it'll make it even easier for you to get offended next time. I'm offended that you would wear that shirt. I'm actually a little offended by that. I'm offended that you're offended by that. Since I've learned how to get offended, I bring huge amounts of joy to everyone in my life. People feel like they're free to just be themselves when they're around me. I'm just happy I can make such a big difference in the world. <laughs> I'm offended that you're offended. Do you know anybody like that? Is that you sometimes? The past couple years have uh, really brought out the crazy in a lot of people more than ever before and maybe maybe this past week you've sat around a Christmas dinner table dealing with your uh, getting the opportunity to be with your loved ones who love to argue and debate politics and now the past couple years they've been able to uh, debate science because uh, they watched a YouTube video and they think they know everything about everything now and that's always fun passionately debating scientists science and politics and um, just getting crazier and crazier it's now almost 2022 and I'm telling you I think we live in a, a world we've been talking about this a little bit the past month focusing on peace and we live in a world that is seemingly to me more divided and divisive than ever before and People just straight up mean <laughs> to other people, treating other people um, like they're not even human, like, like they're just some object to be uh, blasted and uh, argued against and put down and destroyed the way that people have treated others, especially during this whole 2020-21 thing, has been really despicable in a lot of ways. And they're so easily triggered and offended, like the video showed, by everything. Have you noticed this? Triggered and offended. And if they don't like what you're saying, they want to cancel you. I, okay, uh, I don't like what you're doing. I don't like what you're saying. I don't agree with your opinion, so we're going to cancel you. 
This is kind of the, um, the perspective of a lot of people today. So quick to find fault. So quick to judge other people without even knowing their circumstances or what's going on. So quick to jump to conclusions. So quick to be wronged. But I'll tell you the truth. If you're searching for reasons to be offended, you're going to find them, aren't you? If you're searching for reasons to be offended, just looking, looking, looking everywhere, you are going to keep finding what you're looking for. But I want to tell you today that we don't have to live that way. We don't have to live uh, a very uh, a life of being offended, even when people and circumstances are getting crazier and crazier all around us. And we can find peace. Anybody want some peace in 2022? I certainly do. We can find peace in our lives in a lot of different ways, like we've been talking about, instead of continuing to live offended, instead of continuing to have all this relationship conflict and drama. I know a lot of people would say, especially after Thanksgiving and Christmas, I could use a little bit less drama in my life. And if you don't have anybody in your life, around your dinner table who's causing lots of arguments and drama, then it, it may well be you. I'm just saying, just saying, if you say, I don't know anybody like that, then it might be you. So anyway, uh, we're going to talk about peace this, more, this morning some more as we close out 2022. And if you want to write this down, you can fill in your blank. Being offended is inevitable. It's going to happen to everybody. But living offended is a choice. And that's what we need to understand. Being offended is inevitable, but living offended, we don't have to live that way to be, to be triggered by everything in our lives and just blast people up and down and destroy others and spread the opposite of peace, drama and chaos to others in our lives. Nancy, you want to add some? I was just going to say, a lot of it's about communication. Hmm. And... Once people actually start to talk to each other, I think a lot of times they find common ground. But you know, they're they're just so. <laughs> but once you can, so on edge, yeah. Yeah, once you can get past a certain amount of that, then they often find I think that they share a lot more than they didn't realize. Yeah. So and sometimes. Like, I've said things like, I'll say, well, what do you mean by that? And somebody gets upset. That's a great question to ask. What do you mean by that? And somebody will get upset thinking, well, you know, you're sure. attacking me, but it's no, no, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to sort out what it is that you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't, you know. Oh, yeah. But We're very quick to jump to assumptions of what other people mean, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Things that may not necessarily be true. And when we can learn to communicate with them, and seek to live at peace with them, we can hopefully make headway. But see the, uh, the rub there, the, the difficulty, and we're going to turn to Romans chapter 12 if you want to turn there. We're going to see this, just what you're talking about, Nancy, is that um, we can't control other people. And when, when somebody tries to communicate like we should, this is what I mean, this is uh, you know, my perspective, or th- this is the reasons why, but the other person doesn't want to understand doesn't want to communicate, doesn't want to meet you where you're at, then it's really, really difficult. Hopefully they do. John? Doesn't that mean you should 
be silent and just got to be or is that wrong too? There's a time to speak and a time to be silent. Yeah, and sometimes we need to perhaps instead of instigating things, maybe we can take a step back so we don't have to uh, you know, have the cops called on our Christmas dinner party. <laughs> Not saying that's ever happened before, but I'm sure it's happened to somebody. It's happening more now. And more and more. So let's take a look at Romans chapter 12. As followers of Jesus, what we want to do is choose wisely. Um, choose wisely between living offended and being offended, but getting over it. We need to get over some things in our life. It's easy to read, and this is harder to live out, but let's take a look. Romans chapter 12. I think most things are like that, aren't they? Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Don't pr just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. And take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Oh, this is hard. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. I think we could all take a lesson in that. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Wow. This is a little stepping on toes. My toes this morning. All right, verse 17. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. And then he closes this thought Paul does in verse 18. You might want to underline this or highlight this or write this on a piece of paper and put it on your mirror. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. The NIV says, as much as possible, depending on you, live at peace with everyone. If it is possible. If it is possible. Do you hear the if? If it is possible, because it's not always possible. Because it doesn't always depend on you. You can't control the other person. But if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, your attitude, your response, your perspective, your communication, as far as it depends on you, if it's possible, live at peace with everyone. I think that one verse could change the world. If we just understood that concept of seeking to live, not seeking to be offended at everything and, and finding the wrong and seeing what's bad and evil everywhere, but seeing what's good, looking for good qualities and hope and joy and peace and love everywhere. Seeking to find peace instead of seeking to find offense. Now hold on a second. Wait, you mean I'm supposed to love other people even when they hurt me? That's not fun. Oh! I'm supposed to love other people when they're mean and when they get an attitude and when they say stuff at dinner, you know, at Christmas or Thanksgiving that I about want to stand up and leave the house over? I'm supposed to care for other people and show them mercy and grace and forgiveness even when they belittle me 
even when they trash talk me, even when they offend me in certain ways. You're telling me I'm supposed to speak well of another person. This is what the word bless means. To speak well of them and, be, and wish the best blessings on them even when they hurt my feelings or put me down, even when they're rude to me. I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be kind. God wants me to be generous and giving to people who persecute me. This is what Paul says. Yes. Yes. God wants us to do all that. Even the folks who betray me, betray my trust, gossip about me, slander my name. God, as followers of Jesus, God calls us to be merciful and gracious and kind and forgiving even to people who do the worst against us. What does Jesus say? Love your enemies. Some of you, that's going to be some people in your own house, especially around Christmas time. Pray for those who persecute you. This is the opposite of what the world is telling us to do. The world says, be offended, start a cancel campaign, get that person fired, terrorize that person, troll them on social media, pull your gun out, pull your gun out Get your fist balled up, verbally assault them, because they deserve it. Every ounce of your retribution, they deserve. And God says through Paul, whoa, 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 whoa. grace, mercy, compassion, forgiveness, as far as it depends on you, if at all possible, seek peace with people who are unpeaceable to you. Are the exact opposite of peace. Yeah, Joyce? And if you can't feel that right away, just don't repeat it. If you hear something bad, don't repeat it. If you hear something bad, don't repeat it. Yeah, if something bad about somebody else, somebody says, oh, just don't yeah. repeat it. Yeah. Just stop with you. If they're saying it to you, just don't repeat that's it. Good. Yeah, that's good. Let the peace flow through you, not the gossip, mm -hmm. not the sharing just bad and evil and chaos and about other people slandering other people's names. A lot of the peace starts with us and we can try to have the drama stop with us. You know, other people are going to do what they're going to do. People are going to say what they're going to say, your co-workers, your neighbors, your, your family members, even your spouse, or your parents, or your kids, or your cousins, or the President of the United States, or whoever. They're all going to say what they're going to say and do what they're going to do. You don't control them. That's hard to let that go, especially if they're your kids or your family. But as far as it depends on me, me, my choice, my actions, my response, will I choose to respond with peace or will I choose to continue that war, the verbal war a lot of times or the commenting war on social media? Don't ever... Nobody has ever won an argument on Facebook or Twitter or whatever and changed somebody's mind or perspective. Maybe one time. But I highly doubt that's going to be you and me. A lot of folks have already made up their minds. We can lovingly and grace and truth present some, here's a study, here's some data, here's something that might be helpful to you. Uh, I wish you the best. I want 
you know, the most blessing for you, but when you start trying to smack people in the face with, uh, you know, comments, whether on the comment section on Facebook or just verbally spouting all this uh, facts and studies and uh, I think Jim you mentioned it a little while ago whatever you want to believe there's always a study to back it up and you can always twist the truth and you can always twist the facts I'm not saying we shouldn't seek truth we should seek to find the truth out about everything but if you google something anything you're gonna get people trying to back it up twisting whatever Truth is hard to find nowadays. Then you got to worry about Facebook blocking you. <laughs> Facebook blocking you? <laughs> last week, was it last week or the week before, Facebook admitted in public court that their censorship, what do they say? Uh, what's that thing they say, Rich? The fact checkers have done this and your post has been marked. It's, it's completely the fact checkers' opinion. That's what they admitted in the court of law. That these people who fact check all this stuff, you can look it up, it's actually true, uh, is just their opinion. They said that in court. Right, and you can get put in Facebook jail and blocked and everything. Because it doesn't fit a certain narrative that people want to go with. But anyway, God's command through Paul is very clear. As followers of Jesus, we're called to be a continual blessing to people who are a continual problem. Think about that. And you don't got a point. <laughs> but sometimes we point to ourselves, right? Look in the mirror. We are called to be a continual blessing, even or especially to people in our lives who are a continual problem. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's scriptural. I'm saying it's Christian of us. I'm saying that's what God calls us to. That's a standard and we want to grow towards that, seeking more peace in our life. Go ahead and, you're already in Romans 12, maybe. Just look back at the first verse. Look at the first verse. Let's see the context of how we live at peace with other people. Because this is really hard by ourselves, isn't it? Our human nature, we want what retribution. We want them to hurt as much as they've hurt us, right? We want to get them back, that person speeding past us. We want the cops to stop them and laugh as we drive by. Ha <laughs> ha, sucker, he got you. We want bad things to happen to people who offend us. But here's what Romans 12.1 says. Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you Rachel, you ever heard this verse? Transform, her favorite verse, transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn what is uh, to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And view of God's mercy in your life, Paul says. In light of all the grace and all the forgiveness and all the compassion, he's lavished all the love he's given to us. In light of God giving us everything that we don't deserve, that is how we are called to treat other people. To live at peace. In light of everything that God has done for us. And we worship Him, not just through our songs, though we do, but with our lives. Paul says, by living as a holy sacrifice. 
A living sacrifice. A living sacrifice. Putting our sinful old nature away. Maybe even putting our desires on the back burner. Living for God and other people instead of just ourselves. Living for peace and harmony with other people. Instead of, oh, I got this really good comeback I want to say. Mm, it's on the tip of my tongue. Don't do it, Dan. Dan, shut it down. Mm, bite your tongue. Don't say it. We want to. We want to say that thing. If we evaluated our speech by, is this going to create more peace with the people around me? Or if it's not, I'll just shut up. <laughs> then I think, like John said, we would talk a lot less, <laughs> wouldn't we? And sometimes we need to. Watch our tongue. Like James says, we won't get into what James says. You can read the book of James, not this James. He has a lot to say about the tongue and how we need to watch it. It can set everything on fire. I did it again, James. It wasn't even in my notes. There we go again. That's how we learn to love others. Laying down our, our old sinful nature and letting... God and Jesus live inside of us. Help us with that new nature. The new nature that seeks love and joy and hope and peace. Not our old nature that wants to get back at that person who hurt us so much. They don't deserve my forgiveness. You ever thought that? It may be true. But we didn't deserve forgiveness from God. See, that's, that's the kicker. But we're... Supposed to, called to, live out the new nature where, where God and Jesus are living in and through us and giving grace and mercy and compassion and forgiveness to other people that they do not deserve because neither did we. And that's hard, especially when you've been wrong so much. And God loves them too. He does. Which is hard for us to hmm. understand. Particularly if it's a mass killer or something like that. It's like, how can you have any, you know? But sure. Somebody who's done a lot of evil, they're still a person made in God's image. And when we think about them as a person made in God's image, instead of just that person, the jerk, who did this evil thing or said this evil thing, and they deserve all, locked, throw them in jail, lock away the key, right? Throw away the key. We can think that. I'm not saying people shouldn't be punished by our, our court system for evil things because that does help keep the peace. But finding forgiveness and showing mercy and compassion, that's what God did for us when we were the farthest from Him, when we were filled with sin. God did that for us with Jesus, just like we talked about last week. The baby in a manger grew up to sacrifice Himself in place of our sins. So we can live offended and waste our days living offended. Don't live offended. Choose something better. Peace in your life. Forgiveness. Let God transform you to be at peace with others. Why are we doing this? Last thought, you can write this down. Because Jesus didn't tell us to be right. He told us to be loving. Didn't he? Oh, we want to we wanna tell some people how right we are and how correct we are and how we know the, all the truth and they don't know the truth. 
We want to get at them with all this research and studies or passionate beliefs and opinions. But Jesus didn't call us to argue on Facebook for hours and hours. He called us to love other people. To love other people. Jesus said in John 13, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you argue in the comment section on Facebook, right? If you stir up your family during Christmas dinner, right? Like talking about politics and science. No. By this everyone, the world will know you are my disciples if you love one another. By your love. Not by how correct you are. Jesus didn't say the world will know us by how well we argue about masks and vaccines and mandates and freedom. Jesus didn't say the world will know you by how well we blast the hypocrisy and insanity of the Republicans or the Democrats or the liberals or the conservatives. Jesus did not say any of those things. He said they will, the world will know you. By how you love others. Not by how you chant, let's go Brandon. Okay? <laughs> Gina. <laughs> Just kidding. The world will know you by your love. By your love. By your love. Always starts with grace. We've got to start with grace and lead towards truth. Truth is so critical and important, but we don't, if we don't have that grace factor in it, truth without love does not bring about a whole lot of peace. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4, last passage for the day. Really, really, really important passage as we head into 2022. Can you believe it? 2022. Y'all remember when it was, uh, oh, the year 2000, the millennium, the world's going to shut down. Y2K. I was like in eighth grade or something. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you feel old. Um, <laughs> but how's 2022? So let's take a look at this passage and then break it down for 2022. Going forward with all these things. Verse, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Make an allowance for each other's faults. Oh, this one hurts. Because of your love, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Do you make every effort? Every effort is a lot of efforts. I'm just going to say, every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, bond peace. Go to, skip down to verse 21. Ephesians 4:21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, throw off your old sinful nature, just what Romans 12 was saying, and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies. Let, our neighbors, uh, let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. And don't sin by letting anger control you. Don't let the sun go down while you are still angry, for anger gives the foothold to the devil. If you are a thief, quit stealing. Knock it off. Instead, use your hands for good hard work and then give generously to others in need. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. 
And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, he has identified you as his own, guaranteed, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. In 2022, let's get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. We got these pretty calendars if you want one. Thanks to Baird Funeral Home. Nancy's got one. My, mom, my mommy asked me to bring her a, a calendar. And look, they have verses on them. Bible verses. Hey, they're out there. You can, we have a bunch. Maybe you can write Ephesians 4 on it. Or Romans 12. Put it on the wall. Remember it. I know I use a Google calendar, but it's something you can look at. Maybe keep track of your family activities. How would your 22... How would your 2022... That's a lot to a twos to say. How would your 2022 be different if we followed Ephesians chapter 4? If you were always humble and gentle in 2022. If you were always patient and made allowance for each other's faults. Not just, okay, I'm making a, a commitment. January 1st, I'm going to start being humble and patient and kind to other people. I'm going to start seeking peace and love and hope and joy with other people. January 1st. And then... January 3rd, you're like, this is really exhausting. I'm done with people. <laughs> I'm quitting my job. <laughs> I feel like I want to leave my family. They're not peaceful. Don't give up. In February, keep going. Keep seeking peace and humility and patience and kind-heartedness and tender-heartedness. How about in March? Keep allowing for each other's faults because of how much God through Christ has made allowance for your faults and your sins. How would it change your 22, 2022? If you threw off your sinful nature here in April and you instead more and more were putting on the new nature, the Spirit of God and Jesus living inside you. If you were more and more like God every day, reading the scriptures, praying, being a part of a church family, worshiping not just with your mouth but with your life, Every day, as it goes by, 2022 is going to fly past. It always does. But how would your life change? If you stop telling lies, like Ephesians says, uh, Paul says, if you stop letting anger control you, how would your 22, how would your next year change? If you just followed, if we, if we prayed together for God to grow us into these things, patience, Anger, not telling lies. How much impact could we do for the kingdom of God in 2022 if we used our hands for good hard work, like Paul says, and gave generously to those in need? Not just, hey, I'm going to spend everything for myself and then you know, give to those in need in my church just the scraps of whatever's left at the end of the month if I have anything left. Planning for generosity. Planning for giving. Planning for working hard. Not just for yourself and your family. That's good. That's number one. But planning to give back. The first 10%. Our first fruits, like God says, to those in need, to our church family. How would your 2022 change if you didn't use foul or abusive language? 
Maybe towards your spouse. Just saying. Towards your boss or co-workers when they're not looking. Towards your neighbors when that dog just keeps barking and barking and barking. <laughs> you guys don't have to worry about that over there. When your cows just keep mooing and mooing and mooing. How amazing would 2022 be if we got rid of all bitterness and anger and rage and slander and malice and spite and instead we gave grace and mercy and compassion. We're actually kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God through Christ has forgiven us. How could your year, my year, our year together be different? How could the world be different? If we just lived out that little passage from Paul, sought to grow in those things, you know, a lot of times, New Year is coming, okay, I'm going to make this list of 57 new things I'm going to start on January 1st. And then January 2nd comes around and you're like, I'm dropping 30 of them. January 3rd comes around and you're like, okay, the rest are gone. I got to have a donut, you know, I got to, I got to get that coffee. Just focus on one of those things from Paul. Focus on your anger um, and, and diminishing that by growing in peace and love for other people. Or focus on uh, not telling lies you know, for the month of January. Focus on all year for forgiving those who have hurt you because that's a much longer process. Not because they deserve it, not because those people earned forgiveness necessarily, but because God, through Christ, forgave you and I of all our sins and atrocities. Instead of just seeking to be offended, seeking to do the argument, seeking to heat things up and antagonize people, well, you seek Peace. Let's together seek peace. Not just to win the argument, but to protect the relationship. We're going to sing one last song. And um, we're going to do this thing together. 2022. Who's with me? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to grow in God and Jesus in 2022? Anybody? Is anybody, anybody out there? It's easy to do a woo-woo. It's harder to live out. It's harder to open your Bible every morning before the busyness of the day takes you away. It's harder to spend time in prayer, especially praying for those who have hurt you, which actually changes our hearts towards them. It's harder to disciple your children and love those who seek to be offended all the time. It's hard to seek peace and love and joy and hope when life is chaotic and destructive and the world is going crazy. And the people around you, maybe the people you're related to or the people you're married to, are also going crazy in some ways and acting towards you in... Uh, in ways that make you really frustrated. And it's hard to live with and deal with. But God calls us as followers of Jesus 
to not live offended lives, but to live lives where we seek peace with the people around us. To live at peace with everyone. You cannot control other people. Sometimes, oh, we wish we could. Don't you, Greg? Wish you could control. No. Other people. He's married to Nikki, so he's got it pretty good. Don't you? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but we can control ourselves and our attitudes. And we can do everything that's possible within ourselves to live at peace with the people around us. And when we do that, relationships are healed. Restoration takes place. If you want 2022 to be a healing, restoring year, then don't continue to live in offense and unforgiveness. Seek to grow above that as you and I follow Jesus, not through our own power, but through the power of Jesus inside of us, that transforming Life-changing, eternity-changing power of Jesus. That's who He is. That's our Savior. I hope you know Him more and more every day. Let's stand together and sing praises to our King.
with me. Lord God, we do put your put our trust in your eternal love. Love that gives us peace beyond our understanding. Peace even when the world is filled with chaos. Peace in our life right now and going on forever in your kingdom because of what Jesus has done for us in our place. I pray this week as we leave this building that we would go and be your church in the world bringing peace and love and hope and joy to the world around us. Not because we're so great but because you're so great and you have done everything in our lives. You loved us first and now it's our mission to love other people. Equip us, empower us to do just that. In the precious, saving, powerful, peaceful name of Jesus, everybody said, Amen.